everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous but snowy Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. Back from my triumphant <laughs> tour. Uh, Spain never knew what hit it. Oh, no. Is that where you were? I was in beautiful España. Oh. Land of oh. enchantment and mystery. I didn't know that. I thought you guys went to southern Utah. <laughs> we, I, we did. <laughs> it's basically the same. It's the same thing. It's, I mean, the pictures. I could have sworn it yeah. was southern Utah. Anyway. Southern Utah with significant, significantly more churches. Churches and probably olives. Olives. I ate an olive. You don't like olives. I hate olives. But you had a good olive. But everybody was like, oh, these are the best olives I've ever tasted. And I was like, okay, I got to try that. <laughs> I didn't uh, like it. Yeah. But I liked it more than I like other olives. There's so many good olives. You're 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 crazy. All right. But um, more on that later. Maybe. No. No. Probably not. not. Nothing planned. <laughs> we have nothing planned. Uh, but there will be a discussion on the second half of the show. Yes. Um, about, um, you know, um, private. What, what's about clergy. Clergy, yes. And see, here's the thing people tell the, the clergy things, yeah, they confess things. They confess things to the clergy. Yeah. And, uh, and this happens in Catholicism. But it yeah. also happens in other church Mormonism. Yeah. yeah. And so here's a story of a confession about something horrible. Yeah. And an outcome that is probably the least expected. It it took some twists and turns, Possibly. baby. I wasn't ready for it. it yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that. You but. may have heard of it. But by this point, by the time you hear this, you've probably heard the story. But we're maybe, maybe not. But you haven't heard maybe our not. take on it yet. Yeah, okay. That's anyway. what you haven't heard. Don't tell them they've already heard it. <laughs> I'm just begs they haven't. Okay, fine. It's new, Dan. All yeah. right. Well, coming up first on the show, um, you've heard about this impossible meat, right? Oh, there's yeah. like there's like an impossible burger. Oh yeah. You can like you can get like you know the national fast food chains, you, right? You know what Burger King calls it in Spain? What the Rebel Burger? Ooh, nice. <laughs> that that's nice. Yeah. Um, well, but they, it's, they it's, have new products. We're talking about a plant, impossible food, plant-based, yeah, meat-tasting and mouth-feeling, yeah, substance. Yeah, uh, Impossible Foods, uh-huh. uh, which is the name of the company behind the Impossible whatever burger, um, is now introducing Impossible Pork. Okay, um, which um, at least in, for the purpose of the article that I read about it, because it was a first-person uh, narrative sort of their experience okay their review tasting it but more sort of their experience okay um as a muslim tasting oh interesting yeah um written for a source that i normally don't go to for the show cnet okay like everything's weird about this story okay um the company has decided that they are going for halal and kosher certification. With sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Right? If you can be the ones who like deliver gorgeous porky flavor to people who have always been curious, this but like, never yeah. been allowed. Well, get this, Dan. Okay. The general reaction from people who avoid pork for religious reasons. reasons sure. 
Uh, you're Jews. Is, you're Muslims. Yeah, exactly. Is, um, hey, now, not so fast. We have a rule against this. What? <laughs> what? It, it takes a second to wrap your head around, right? <laughs> um, here is uh, a quote from an imam based in Anaheim, California. Okay. Mustafa Umar is his name. Yeah. I grew up with a dislike for pork, and that's something I'm actually proud of. Oh, my God. If people come and ask me, what do you think? Should I try impossible pork? I would say no. Do or do not do it unless you already have been eating pork and you're trying to quit. <laughs> like it's vaping, right, for, for pork. This is a nicotine gum <laughs> pork patch. Here's your pork patch. Just, just chew it. Don't swallow it. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, uh, so an apparent so what? The, You're, listen, the you ding dong. That's it's not. There's no pork. There is no pork. Somehow they they're, they're thinking that the flavor is why God was forbidding it. It's delicious <laughs> in ways you cannot imagine. It's it's delicious in ways that are sinful. Yeah, and uh, and and unpleasing to Allah. <laughs> uh, so the 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 woman who wrote this article, um, yeah. she sort of talks about her hesitation of trying it, <laughs> um, how she thought that it was uh, kind of a very strange experience. She obviously couldn't attest to the porkiness of the fake <laughs> right, pork, right? The, the, but the... she she swears that all of her CNET um, colleagues colleagues. We're all like, yeah, no, this is the real thing. And so she's huh. like, okay, now I've I've tasted this this thing right. that, that I that I've always avoided, and 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 she actually admits she's like, you know, I, I I've accidentally eaten pork product. I, I, sure, there's been a salad presented to me, and it had bacon on it, and I didn't realize. And then, but but she's like, but I I didn't know, and I spat it out. And she's like, for the first time, I willingly tried a product that purports to be pork. Interesting. But talking to the peop good people at Impossible Foods who are baffled by this reaction. Um, yeah. <laughs> what the f I mean, I, okay. They, um, oh they, they thought that they were going to be providing a product they, I mean, they they intend it to be impossible pork for right. everyone. It's, right. They're not targeting specifically people on halal and and, and kosher diets. But they thought they had but a they slam they had dunk. Like this this great little like, hey, there's this there's this market that's yeah. that's kind of untapped, and people are going to be excited, right? Um, so. This is from Pat Brown. He's the founder of Impossible Foods. He says it never occurred to me. <laughs> The religious prohibitions are quite specific to the animal and not to the flavor profile. It's a product made entirely from plants. <laughs> it would surprise me that if, if if that raised any issues just by being called pork. Yeah. Right. I, here's what here's where what I can imagine. There's this psychology to this, right? The yeah. psychology is I'm a I've avoided this thing right. for so long. Mm-hmm. And it and it is like you said. It's he's proud of it. It's part of his identity. Yeah, to 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 avoid this thing. Yeah. And it's better that other people love it. Great, you love it. 
you think it's amazing and I'm not doing it. it because in your mind, that makes you the an, an even bigger damn hero. <laughs> so he's this big damn hero. And then somebody comes along and is like, hey, you can do it now. Right. Look, I made it so you can do it. Yeah. I, 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 get can, this. Ta- I can take away your hero status okay. is what you're saying to them. But get this. Yeah. This, they spoke to a rabbi. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Everybody. The people who love workarounds more than anybody in the universe. Right? Jewish rabbis. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is what he has to say. Uh, he's, well, first of all, he says he's not particularly drawn to try impossible pork because pork's pork's not a meat he misses, he says. Uh-huh. Uh, he points to a common attitude among many Jews that if one is choosing to live a kosher lifestyle, God doesn't want us to... S- want us to see it as burdensome it's not about finding those workarounds and substitutes and we should be happy with the bounty of foods that we do have available and it's like okay you know phone dialer whatever right yeah so sabbath workarounds right right? yeah exactly this is this is the this isn't even a workaround no it's you, you didn't figure out some way to eat pork right this is just the flesh of a pig. This is a different this is a thing that happens to taste just like it. Oh my god. And probably not exactly like it. No. I haven't had I, You know, here's bird. here's what I'll bet. Here my bet is there will be this initial wave of rejection where they're all like, "No, I won't do it." And then somebody'll try it and then somebody else'll try it and eventually all of those communities will actually like it. Yeah, They'll why buy not it. go get some impossible bon me? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yum, oh yum, yum. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody's dumb. All humans are dumb, and we're just we're just apes with cell phones. Anyway, um, I'm going to take us to California. This was sent mm. in by a, a listener who uh, who wanted to wanted us to be aware of the fact that you know it has been a year where a lot of shit's gone down at houses of worship Mm. Um, there was a shooting in a texas church just a little bit ago made national headlines there's been hmm. several synagogues and a couple mosques that have been in some trouble um Hmm. security has become an issue with houses of worship okay uh so Sacramento has decided to do something about it and has made available $15 million for grants to, uh, to endangered play to, to specific to any house of worship that, uh, is feels unsafe a little. Yeah. Is, is under, feels under threat to beef up their security. This could mean security cameras. It could mean even hiring security guards, uh, each institution could be eligible for up to two hundred thousand dollars to uh, to help uh, with security upgrades. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? There's a lot of unsafe places. Malls are unsafe. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, this is we have high become... schools and middle schools are unsafe. The movie theater, you never know. Movie theaters are unsafe. Yeah. Why do we have to subsidize the safety of, a of church? delusional people? 
<laughs> right? Uh-huh. Actually, no, they do need our protection, don't they? Yeah, here's they're the thing. delusional. <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. They're, they're, they're How about misguided. helmets? We'll get them all helmets. <laughs> no, I no. Look, I think that we are now in a in a time when there's a resurgence of violent hatred. Hmm. Hate crimes are happening. Yeah. So like, synagogues. Uh, maybe I can see it. Maybe I can see it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. although you know, you get one or two shootings out of hundreds of thousands of synagogues or whatever it's it's hard to know how many which synagogues need it but yeah just protect them i don't you know, crazy people are they're trying so, to they're so precious these <laughs> believers they're so precious and wow need protection wow i'm just saying like yeah we people need protection sometimes they do we all do dan yeah. this is not yeah, but I'm just saying... If, these... if the shootings were strictly at That's... houses of worship, okay, right, then I would be like, you know what? They're, this is a societal ill. I get it. F- do that. Right. This grant should be for anybody who feels unsafe. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, but you can't... Yeah, oh, well, okay. You obviously can't do that. And plus... Body they're... cams. Body cams for everyone. <laughs> oh, God. That stream live to the web. You have bad ideas, Franklin. <laughs> You have very bad ideas. <laughs> How else can we make people say more cameras? <laughs> oh, no, man. it's ridiculous. Yeah. What you need is more people trained with guns. Did you see them? Jesus act- Christ. Did you see them actually shut down that shooting down in Texas? God damn it, Franklin. <laughs> they did it, though. There was a church that was heavily armed. Somebody comes in, they start shooting, and they had him out in less than 30 seconds. After two other people got killed. But it wasn't 20. I know. Oh my God, Frank, you are just, you're wading into stuff. Oh, the emails we're going to get. Okay. All right. Please do a story now. <laughs> All right. Well, here's somebody who uh, has some things to say and probably should keep his mouth shut. Yeah. Uh, Steven Anderson. Oh, Steven um, Anderson. This, this, uh, this was reported. Uh, is he allowed anywhere now? <laughs> This, well, is, this is the pastor uh, who is on the list. How many countries are there in the world? <laughs> 189. He's allowed in he's allowed in one of them. Subtract 33 off of that. Yeah. Uh he's banned from 33 countries. Yeah. Uh and uh this is being reported uh in the Australian media. Okay. Uh one of the countries that he's been banned from. Mm-hmm. And uh he <laughs> has said that the Australian fires no. are God's judgment for Re- banning and deporting preachers of the gospel oh. like him. Oh, I love it. Um, oh, I love that the fires are about him. <laughs> I, listen, you guys, I don't know if you've seen video of this guy in his church. He has this shitty, stupid church yeah. in in Shitsville, Arizona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the middle of nothing. He's got an ugly mural painted behind him as he preaches. It is, he is nothing. He is nobody. But he somehow get, he gets all this. But he gets press. all this press. Yeah. He's banned, and every country that he's banned from, uh-huh. I guarantee you, he is proud as punch about it. Yeah. And now well, he's banned. Yeah. And now the fires 
in Australia are about him. They're oh, about wow. Him. He wasn't allowed in. God decided to burn down <laughs> Australia. Yeah. Uh, sure let him in, Australia. You know what? Let's. Here's my creation. Uh, a billion animals. Yeah, let's burn them all. Burn them. I can't. I can't. Those videos, I can't. I can't go near them. I saw a video. I, I, saw, I saw a picture of a little kangaroo that was like no. patched up, and it was no. like all cute and sweet. He yeah. was he was doing fine. He like they were fine. Him. Okay, I can handle those. It was I, very, the the little close ups of their paws all burned up. Oh. And just like oh my god, oh. Uh, yeah. He is banned from essentially all of Europe. Yeah, twenty six of Europe's Shenzhen states. He's also banned from Botswana, Jamaica, Ireland, South Africa, the United Kingdom, and Canada. I wish we could add our nation to that list. <laughs> you can't ban a citizen from your... <laughs> banishment. We banish we you. We need to bring back banishment, Dan. <laughs> exile. Oh, my God. Let's exile him. Yeah. Find an island. Mm -hmm. Give him a little island somewhere and exile him to it. Um... Yeah, so obviously he got the word out about you know his this hateful stance and yeah and whatnot on Facebook. Why not? Where yeah. else would he? Um, and it uh, garnered a, a bit of attention and people were responding because I mean because he says okay this is his post he says maybe if Australia weren't banning and deporting preachers of the gospel they wouldn't be under the judgment of God. Um, and then ab that was above a link to a sermon titled natural disasters as judgment from God. Very great. <laughs> um, and then these are some of the responses during this extraordinary disaster. We've witnessed far more humanity on the ground and in the communities than has been displayed in this post. Fantastic. The people on the ground helping each other in whatever way they can are showing more faith in humanity than the original post. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's absolutely, I mean, this guy is he is the bottom of the barrel of oh. what humanity has to offer. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah this he's, vile, disgusting, hateful version he's, of an already flawed, you know, religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just a shitty just little person. Horrible. Anyway, but I do like the updates about him all the time because he's just. <laughs> He's just the worst. Oh my god. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, oh, he's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um the United Methodists mm. aren't what? They are no longer united. Oh no. They're getting a divorce. Oh, are they dropping the name? No. <laughs> they need to. Yeah, they better. They should be called the Divided Methodists now. <laughs> But it is true. Which side are you on? Schism is occurring. It's happening, baby. It's a recurring theme in religion. And it's your fault. Mine? What yes. did I do? You were gay. <laughs> and you made them... And you wouldn't apologize and you wouldn't go back in the closet. Oh, I know. And so many people have done that. It's really... It's rude. <laughs> because it, what it does is it makes all of these big churches have to, have to take a, a stance one way or t'other. Oh, I know. Oh, it, just the worst. It was so much easier when everyone just hated gays. When it was when you could just when everybody across the board. Now, some people like you, some people don't like, and it's just uh it's just hard. It's tiresome. It's uh why do we have to like everybody? Uh, when uh, look, 
Can we just go back? But I so, like being a homophobe. Right, exactly. I like being a misogynist. Yeah. yeah. And it's, racism? Well, that's just delicious. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy. So yeah, uh apparently Divided on the issues of LGBTQ marriage and ordination. Oh boy, the the uh, the last big conference that they had last year, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. They could not come to a resolution, <sighs> and now schism. Skunt dun dun. Oh, you die. Oh, we we could have done it together. You bailed. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't owe anybody a coke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they yeah they uh, the, so now they've they've drawn up uh, divorce papers <laughs> and all of the they're fighting over the the church's various yeah <laughs> what what do they have to divide up well the problem is who gets the property who gets you know because yeah it, so they what they've the done intellectual is, property Ooh. who gets the logo <laughs> who gets who who owns the trademark on those attractive little shawly things? That right, the, the pastors. I wear. think I think the one group has to just do the same logo but with a rainbow, mm. so that you know, like no rainbow or rainbow. Yeah, and then you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, so anyway, they're uh, they're they're figuring it out. Uh, the any church can that decides to can vote to leave. The United United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, those churches would then be allowed to keep their par- their properties and other assets, okay, and liabilities. Oh, they're not, they're not going to pay off your debts for you. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's happening. The uh, the schism is real. Nice. It's the Africans' fault. <sighs> it's always the Africans. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just talking about like North American United Methodists. This is this is an international group. I think so. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was just the fact that there are a lot of United Methodist groups uh, that are like in the South and this may this may elsewhere. Just, it may just be a U.S. thing. I might yeah. have just made that part up. Because I mean, like you know, I mean, you've been to Muskogee, Oklahoma. I have been. There's a lot of Methodists there. Yeah. A lot of Baptists, a lot of Methodists. Yeah. Those aren't those aren't the gay liken no, Methodists. Those those are in the in the other camp. I mean I, I, I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I'm taking a little guess here. Right. Uh yeah. yeah. So well it, and that's and it's gonna be so funny because now what's going to happen is a bunch of the gay liking ones, you know, the you're we're talking your New York Methodists, we're talking your you you know your 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 East Coast Methodists. Yeah, they're all gonna skiz away. They're all oh, gonna be like, yeah. we're our own thing now. Yeah, yeah. And then, over the course of the next two decades, as everybody's nephew and daughter and whatever start coming out and being gay, and then mm-hmm. everybody starts changing their minds even more in the South. Right. More and more of the of the old guard will start to like just switch sides or whatever right yeah well they should they should build that in there needs to be a mechanism I mean, yeah exactly your, your decision is not final right exactly right? you're allowed you can to pull the cord at any moment yeah you yeah, can come I'm, back and join us in mm-hmm. any time either direction even though i don't agree with the one <laughs> direction 
Go go whichever in your way. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that flow. But anyway, right. the the proposal is called the Protocol of Reconciliation and Grace through Separation. I don't know how you reconcile through <laughs> separation. That seems it seems like they've maybe done a little bit of play in the wording there. <laughs> they got stuck. <laughs> they, they're like, but we love the word reconciliation. They're like, let's just we want the word separation, <laughs> right? And they're like, okay, yeah. The whole thing's very odd and weird. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. All right, Dan. Yes. Uh, there's an age-old question. Okay. You know, in the, in the whole having pets arena, uh -huh. dog or cat, what do you, are you a dog person right. or are you a cat person? Right. Right. Or, and, and, or are you, uh, do you swing both ways? Some people are, no, Dan. are bipetional. <laughs> no, this is unacceptable. You either love cats <laughs> or you love dogs and hate the other one. That's it. Um... So, the most useless uh, look into a data set ever <laughs> has found that atheists uh -huh. as a group have a preference. Oh, my. And Christians have their preference as a group. <laughs> what do you think it is? Do you think, do you think, are atheists generally cat people or dog people? I think it is stupid is what I think it is. <laughs> no, but there's a, there is a correct answer, Dan. Somebody oh, did, God. somebody did the work, Dan. I am going to not like this answer because here's what I, here's what I think. <laughs> what I think is atheists are cat people. And that's what the data shows. <laughs> and Christians are dog people. Which I think is fucking bullshit. As a dog, proud dog owner. I'm a I'm a dog guy. I like yeah. dogs. Yeah, you like dogs. Here's the thing about cats. Have you ever had a cat? Did you have a cat growing uh -huh. up? I've had a cat. I've yeah. never had never had one growing up. My oh. mom was allergic, but oh, okay. but I've I've had cat you know, my when I my sister had a cat and we were roommates oh, yeah. for a while and you know, I had a cat with uh, my mm. first wife. Here's the thing about cats. Mm -hmm. Cat owners, like many atheists, I will have to say, can be insufferable. <laughs> they can just be so snooty about, about their cats. About cats over dogs. Oh, well, because they have that weird inferiority complex thing, <laughs> right? So you have this thing where it's like, oh, dogs are always so eager to please. I prefer a, a cat is... They, they have their own thing going on, and they might not care. They don't care if you're there or not. Well, okay, but <laughs> but seriously, though, cat owners have something to be a little defensive about. Because among Americans who own a pet, nearly 75% of them have a dog. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, about 40% of American pet owners own a cat. Yeah. Um, and so, and there is this weird thing about cats where dog, a lot of dog owners are just like, cats fucking suck, right? Some cats do suck. I have a problem because cats can be so fucking like hateful. Yeah. And, and mercurial. Yeah. Right. Or like, they're either, they're either mean shits to you or they're like, no, that's not. Yeah. If you're just a mean shit, I, I understand what's going on with you. <laughs> right? It's the cat who's just like, oh, hi, 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 meow, meow, meow. And then attacks your hand. Yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah. Right? And it's like, fuck, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Right? That's the kind of cat I don't like. 
right? <laughs> I have no problem with cats in general. No, I like cats. Um, but it's all broken down. Can't damn. take the cats for a walk, though. Yeah. I tried. Okay, not my, my, my first wife and I, we, uh, we tried to... We bought a harness. We thought maybe we'll give it a shot. Take the yeah. cat for a walk. Yeah, no, can't take the cat for a walk. No, you can't. Um, let's see. Um, we there's a whole breakdown of religious traditions and pet ownership. We could get into that. Some interesting okay. things. Uh, apparently, something like twenty. Is that really twenty percent of Jewish households own a small mammal? I would think that's like a hamster or whatnot. Well. I happen to know that Rabbi Gruber uh-huh. has a rabbit. Has a rabbit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, but they're but like, wait, cats, by far cats and, and dogs away. don't count as small mammals? No, because it's dog, cat, small mammal, okay. bird, and fish. That's how they broke the whole pet ownership thing down. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, so like, this thing is like, it's 20, 25, maybe upwards of. 30%. Like, it, these graphs are not, they're so condensed, they're hard to read. Right. Um, of Jewish households with, a, with like, some kind of small mammal. Interesting. The next group that, uh, of small mammals is, like, around 10%, and it's other faith. Like, huh. evangelicals, mainlines, black Protestants, Catholics. Oh, my they God. They don't even, they, they barely, mainline Protestants don't even register. It's, like, 1%. Oh have my. have a rabbit or a hamster or whatever, That's which is just bizarre that there would be this like preference there. Yeah, I mean, I get like Muslim households not having dogs. <laughs> there's like this cultural right. They thing, yeah they, right? they they view them as an unclean animal. Or right, something. and so that that kind of number would make sense to me. Do Muslims have cats? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. I want to. Um, I want to know why that. I'll tell you how how I know that this is a biased. Uh, uh, survey or whatever uh-huh. it is, because they don't have snakes on there. Right. And what about the Satanists? Yeah, I don't know. But Jews don't have fish. Okay. Right. <laughs> and and this is bizarre to me. I don't know why. But Jews don't have cats. Huh. I don't. Is that there, there is might be a, a thing? thing? There, there might, might be. A, there must be a thing. It feels like there could be a thing. Egyptians and cats. I don't know. Dude, like what? I don't what, know. what? <laughs> They've, they're holding a grudge. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Like, um, but anyway, um, they looked at the data in some other ways as well. Um, essentially, it, they're saying it's not conclusive, but yeah. it appears that the more someone goes to church and other <laughs> religious worship services, the less likely they are to own a pet period interesting right huh and so they're sort of speculating that like well yeah like if you're like a fully committed uh member of a religious community it might actually be harder to keep a pet you might be more occupied oh and they're like well why is it that like that like people who who like so you have atheists who are now going to be way more likely to have a pet and apparently way more likely to have a cat why are atheists cat people? How many like right. how many cats compared to how many dogs? Like what's the percentage on the atheist thing? Does that break it down like that? Uh I didn't get into the numbers that way. Okay. Right. Like I did my little cursory run of this because it is just a fluff piece. Right. Um 
and I pulled out stuff that I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know. And it all seems extremely uh, not the best social science ever done. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but obviously, like, cats are the preferred pet among those who never go to church. And that that's just, like, this thing that they are willing to just say. Interesting. Right? And, and they're like, well... And then they start in with like, you can tell, first of all, that the writer is Christian and a dog owner um, because they start in with like, well, is it because like often like um, people who have uh, social like maladjustment seem to gravitate toward cats and <laughs> oh bloody, bloody blah. And I was like, what? Wow. Wow. They managed to insult <laughs> everybody with that. Yeah. Like, all of the atheists and everyone else that owns a cat. Yeah. Just all in one swell foop. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. By was... the way, I Googled Jews and cats just yeah. to see just a quick thing. And the yeah. first thing that came up, I did, I'm not going to read it, but there's an article called Why All Cats Are Jewish. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe you sense. don't have a cat because that is one of your tribe. <laughs> you wouldn't You wouldn't keep one of them as a pet. I don't know. It's very... Oh, my God. It's odd. Very strange. And again, though, like, I'm not trusting any of these numbers. No. To mean anything. <laughs> the small mammal thing just really stood out to me. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. We, you and I are both on the record as being dog people, though. Dog people. Yeah. I've, I've been around cats enough that I, I don't mind them. I think no. that some cats are, are quite awesome, actually. I've, I've, like, I've bonded very much with certain cats. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take us to London, England. Right now, um, where there has been, a, for about 10 years now, there has been an Equality Act uh, in uh, UK law. Okay. Basically, uh, what it does is it prevents discrimination uh, against people with certain beliefs and uh, philosophical professions. So, um, mostly that applies to uh, protection of you know, people who are Muslim or people who are mm -hmm. Jewish or whatever mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. However, uh, it has been ruled by a court that now it applies to one, to a, another segment of society. Mm -hmm. The ethical vegans. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, oh no, because they won't stop talking about it now? <laughs> it was just like, oh, one more thing to make them feel validated <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you know it, it I, I the problem is i i i get it yeah on a like on a certain level i yeah. also don't get it entirely but like it's an ethos i don't yeah. know say, but, what, say what you will yeah uh no it's uh so yeah a there was a uh the suit was brought up uh because of a guy who was fired from a what's funny was he was fired from his position with an anti-hunting group for being too pro-animal for them apparently he was uh he was uh warning people off of or he was he was worried and 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 making a stink about the fact that the nonprofit's pension fund was uh was investing in companies that uh that were involved in animal testing 
and he was uh, he was raising a, enough of a stink that they just that they canned him eventually, and so he uh, he's suing, and one of the one of the hurdles that he had to jump over was is his belief in ethical veganism, which is not a religion, but it right. is a philosophy, right? Uh, you know, which involves not eating anything animal based, not wearing anything that's right. an animal derivative, and not using any uh like products that would be tested on animals yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. uh and and sure enough the uh the 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 court decided that that it counts okay but now there's the whole thing of like did they fire him that is that's yet to be decided yeah, yeah, yeah. because right. he was being obnoxious right yeah not because he was an ethical vegan right yeah so, so that part's yet to be decided, but the but it is substantive to talk about the fact that that uh, that yeah, it, it, this seems to pass all the tests yeah. necessary. I mean, yeah, like I I can I can see where it should be protected. Mm-hmm. Somebody gets a job at a restaurant, right? Yeah, I mean maybe it's not ideal to be serving steaks as an ethical vegan, right? But if you want the job. And you refuse to try the food because restaurants like their staff to have tried the food. Right. And they fire you for it. I, yeah, that should be protected. Yeah, it's, I, right? I agree. I think that... But the, the vegan most likely isn't going to be there serving the steaks in the first place. Yeah, why, but, would, you, why would you want to? But, but just as a hypothetical. But just as a hypothetical, sure, absolutely. According to the Equality Act of 2010... Um, for a belief to be protected, it it would it must here are the the some some of the uh, the qualities it must have. It has to be worthy of respect in a democratic society. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, it has to be uh, compatible with human dignity. Okay, fine, and yeah. not conflict with the fundamental rights of others. I think those fine. are, those are yeah. all pretty That's important. A, yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so there you go. Uh, ethical veganism, yeah, makes the cut. All right. Well, good on that. I, you know, we need to be moving I'm... toward f- judging philosophies as in as as being on par with religions. I agree. That's yeah. that's uh, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. I I I think that's actually a fantastic move. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. Good. All right. Well, listen, kids, uh, if you would like to yell at Frank about how veganism is actually great and he should really give it a shot, you can oh, do because so. because Dan is so into it. <laughs> just, no, just don't <laughs> yell at me. Don't at me. Uh, but you can write into us about anything if you want to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. Uh, but you know what? We'll let you in. Stick around. Dan. Ooh. Oh, these clips. Oh, the... These audio clips, Dan, that we force ourselves to listen to. Oh, my God. And we... we for the for what? We only inflict one on our dear listeners. Yeah, but we week. have to get through... We got to listen to a bunch of them yeah. to sort of figure out which one we want to play. Oh, and they're nauseating. Look, it, this week we had a crop... <laughs> so I hope you enjoy this. 
Oh, no, you're going to like this one. <laughs> we had a crop of people who all were talking about their prophetic dreams. Mm. So many people having talking about their amazing prophet. And they're all these self-aggrandizing dreams. Let me tell you something. I'm very important. I had this dream where all the most important leaders of the world called me in and they need me to be part of their spiritual team and blah, blah, blah. Well, where I just want to know where did this whole prophet thing come from? I thought Christians in general thought prophets were kind of a, anyway, well, there's this weird thing now. Yeah. Where people are just self-declaring. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. It's uh, we're getting back to the, to the old religion now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got another prophet for you. This one is one I've never heard of before. His name, Jeremiah Johnson. Jeremiah Johnson's a name I've heard before. Isn't that the name? Wasn't there a, a movie called Jeremiah Johnson starring uh, Robert Redford? Really? I swear to God. Huh. I could right. be wrong. Well, anyway, here's what he has to say. Okay. You know, Sid, I had a dream at the beginning of 2019 where I was escorted into the White House. And as I walked into the White House, I realized that I had had an appointment with Donald Trump. I walked into his office, and when I walked into his office, he was staring in the mirror. And it really shook me because who looked back at him was Abraham Lincoln. Said I was invited into this divine dialogue about Donald Trump in the mystery of Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. And as I studied the life of Abraham Lincoln and the founding fathers, I believe God revealed to me that he raised up Abraham Lincoln in a unique time in history. He was a flawed man, but what God used him to do was to issue an emancipation proclamation concerning the slaves. I believe that God has raised up Donald Trump to issue an emancipation proclamation concerning the millions of babies that have been aborted. And here's the key. Who holds the anointing? The Lord said to me, the future of America is in the hands of the baby boomers said, I want to prophesy. What, what age are the baby boomers? If you were born between 1946 and 1964, God began to show me this demographic of people has been anointed by the Lord, carrying a true heart. The Lord said to me, it will be the gray hairs and the white hairs that will determine the future of America. God has raised up Trump to confront and to issue an emancipation proclamation. So I believe that baby boomers for Trump are going to arise in this nation. They have a standard of morality. They understand the history of our country. And as a millennial, Sid, I'm just here as a son to say, go baby boomers, go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess who is cheering? Okay, boomers. <laughs> 10-4, dinosaur. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the baby boomers who are cheering in that audience. Because they do cut to this audience of people. You can tell nobody has liked them for a while. <laughs> but it's not because they're a boomer. It's, like, it's not like people don't like these No, people. but like, but also, that generation's getting shit on pretty hard right now. Yeah. Well, deservedly they so deserve it. they deserve it <clears throat> but uh but yeah nobody's no there's no one in the world who's going 
like their parents got greatest generation. Everybody had got, uh, they got adored. Right. And they're just getting shit on. Yeah. You can tell they're, anyone saying something nice about their generation, it just makes them go crazy. Well, yeah, because I mean, they've, they've also been hearing how just <laughs> awesome the millennials are <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, I mean, they can work the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually terrible, but. I do need my I, grandson to come I, over every I every week. I have some digital clocks. How do you delete an email? <laughs> now, is that is this a Twitter? Am I looking at a Twitter? Oh God, I wish I could just hate them. <laughs> so smug, <laughs> their thumbs, <laughs> their screens. An Emancipation Proclamation for aborted babies. Yeah, I don't know. How does that work? I just want to know how you emancipate an aborted baby, an abortion. Like, here you go, little fetus. You just run and be free, little fetus. Tip over the tub. <laughs> a slurry. Are you saying a tub of fetus bits? <laughs> is that is that what the image you're trying to create in our listeners' minds right now? I did just use the word slurry. <laughs> oh, good lord. I think we lost. I think we've lost a significant viewer listenership this episode. I think we may have done it. Ah, but uh, this is what cold medicine does to, <laughs> to me and my sense of humor and my filter. Okay, Frank's got a cold. Everybody, I'm on be a, nice. I'm on cold medicine. Be nice. Doesn't sound like I have a cold, but I've got a cold. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we did have some folks write into us. Uh, what? What? Remember back when we had listeners? This is some of the things that they had to say. Uh, this is from Claire. Uh, Dear Frank and Dan, I passed by a Salvation Army bell ringer, uh, or I passed by a Salvation Army bell ringers at the grocery store several times this season. I restrained myself from walking up to them and saying, so did you always hate gay people or did the Salvation Army turn you into a bigot? <laughs> wow. Uh, while I was bad, was I a bad straight ally by biting my tongue? And not adding questions like, so what's it like not to have a conscience? <laughs> oh, Claire. No, yeah. you don't. We don't be mean to no, people. We don't. No, that's not how we do it. I mean, look, a I'm all for a little bit of confrontation, but like productive confrontation is always so much better mm -hmm. than, than just uh, being just call out culture. Yeah. We don't. We're calling out. That's well, that's, the, 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 that's that's the opposite of what we need, right? Yeah, like yeah, we need we need more substantive discussion. Yeah. We need compassionate discussion. Yeah, the calling out just sends people to their corners. It really they does. Put their, they put their their fingers in their ears. They're like, they, oh, that person's hateful. I don't want to be in a hateful camp. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then they go back to their hating. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think what I think you 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 engender. Uh, compassion by showing compassion is my theory. Mm -hmm. And you know who agrees with me? Fred Rogers. Oh, Rest Fred Rogers. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> this is from Carissa. Hey, Frank and Dan. I just started listening to your podcast a few months ago, and I've really enjoyed it so far. I listened to one of your episodes where you mentioned about how the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, was trying to appeal to LGBT folk by trying to get them to keep their religion while also being who they were, hmm. and the cognitive dissonance between the two. 
I really don't understand members of the LGBTQ community who still choose to be religious. Yeah, you grew up all your life hearing that you're a disgusting abomination, and your first thought is, gee, I better find a church that accepts me and doesn't think I'm, I'm a dirty sinner. If I were in their shoes, I'd be like, screw you guys. I don't need you or your homophobic God. In reality, I think religion, and subsequently a belief in God, is almost like an addiction. No matter how badly people treat you and how it, and and how it's worsening your mental health, you just need that fix no matter what. Hmm. Even thinking about giving up the idea of God and the afterlife is out of the question, and being mentally abused uh, by religious leaders is better than giving up a belief in a God in God to some people. I seriously think America is has a religion problem. And we need to give up our addiction to religion and a, and a belief in God. What do you guys think? Do you think America has a religious addiction problem? That's from Carissa. Thanks for writing in. I I, I think it's not an addiction. I think I think the the better metaphor you were you were close to it is is the uh, is is the abusive spouse or the yeah. the, the the abusive partner. Yeah. There's just something about you get into this psychological mindset where. Yeah. Where uh, the abuser, you, where the abused feels dependent on yeah. the abuser. Well, and and I will also just say, and just as kind of a breakout from even all of that, is is just there is in a very tough and challenging world mm. that we know we live in. Yeah, right. Um, finding a little place of comfort can be very compelling mm -hmm. to a lot of people right well and fi and, and finding and, and community the, yeah but the comfort of you know of not having to stare at sort of um the void mm. and, and accept your own your own end right, right. because because i mean that's the thing like a belief in the afterlife you, you never have to you never have to actually face death right Right. You never actually have to deal with your the end of your own existence. Right. Which is a challenging thing. And it's it's hard. Yeah. Right. And so like so whatever the metaphor is, I'll adopt whatever metaphor makes sense to anybody. Sure. You know, um, but but yeah, like like I think that's the thing. I think it's it's getting people to a place where they're willing to sort of just stand on their own and accept their own sort of their own place. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, and it's a tradition yeah. and it's, and your parents taught it to you and you don't know how to see the world any other way. Right? And it's yeah. Hard. It's hard. And, to break and that. also you, you, yeah, you have this, you, you know, we, when you've got this sense that you're a sinful person to begin with, you know, yeah. so many of, so many of the starting points of religion is that you're already bad. Right. So that's just one, you know, if, if you're LGBTQ, that's just one more way that you're bad. Yeah. It's just part of the the game. It's part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. And you know they they do offer salvation. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know that'd be great. Right. All you have to do is deny everything that you are. But you know what? <laughs> Frankly, but you they but, don't just ask that of the gay people. Right. Straight people have to deny who their their innermost self too because right. our hu humanity in general, not everybody, right. but in general, humanity is we're sexual creatures right we have to deny that right and we're 
you know, we we have all of these all of these very fundamental things about ourselves yeah. that reli- these religions ask us all to deny. Right. So, eh, being gay is another one, and it's a big one, but it's just another one of the yeah. many things that you're asked to deny about yeah. what's real in your in your universe. Yeah, I know. I I I watch CBS Sunday Morning. Mm. I admit it. Right. <laughs> it is something shame that I, on you that I do. Um, the uh, they had a segment this last week, maybe where they they talked about from their CBS Sunday morning perspective one of the things that we talked about on the show not too long ago which is the Pew research um, that shows um, this massive drop off in religiosity amongst millennials right right and sort of the rise of the nuns right right but they never once referenced nuns they called the entire group uh they 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 mentioned that atheists do exist thank you cbs sunday morning um and so generous but but then this but but sort of diminished how how small that 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 number must be right and then talked about the um spiritual but not religious group Uh uh-huh which is this the remaining forty percent uh, part of this forty percent of the country that doesn't affiliate or whatever it was, right. right? And then they go to this church that's trying to to get millennials back in, and they, uh-huh. I can't remember what big city they were in, but they were able to get you know about forty people to show up, and but it was this former evangelical um, minister who was like, "Now this is my calling, right? I need to I need to preach." to to the millennials in a way that's palatable to them and there's like half like a third of the congregation was was gay right right and i was just like what is going on here and then of course i'm like well if you're not if you're not um telling people that there's something wrong with them if you're only telling them there's something good this is never gonna stick no right no. This 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 will this is this is a failing endeavor on their part. Not to be too down on religion, but well, no. The, it's amazing when you when preachers decide to take the everything's fine and you're okay. Yeah. Approach. People stop going. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it, it's a lovely thing to do, but when people feel fine, they're like, okay, then I guess I don't need you. Right. Bye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks for fixing me. Yeah. And telling right. me I'm okay. We have some right. voicemails to listen to. We do, yeah. Folks called in to the te- to the program. We do, yeah. Um, here is uh, a listener who ha- wants to know. She's asking us a question. Hi, Frank and Dan. My name is Bridget. I am a diehard listener. I just wanted to give you guys a little voicemail in regards to the most current episode um, when you were talking about how the evangelicals are now supporting, um, well, in general, not so much in general, but are supporting um, Trump being impeached and getting rid of him. And I agree. I think that's super rad. I think that's super cool. But I wanted to know what you guys thought about the idea that perhaps this has maybe a little bit less to do with them wanting Trump out and maybe, you know, a little bit more of the opportunity that they're seeing that, you know, Pence could take over and, you know, they, I'm sure, know that he actually shares more views than Trump does with them. Um, and I just wanted to see what you guys felt about that. It seemed like you guys, you know, were really amped about it as much as I was when I first heard out about it. 
And um, then I started thinking about that a little bit more. And, you know, that was something that I, I still haven't decided on. You know, I, I wonder where where other people are with that. Um, so I just wanted to, to see what you guys thought about that. Do you think for, by chance that that's a big reason why that letter went out and why they're now um, supporting Trump being, you know, removed from office? Or do you think it has more to do with the fact that they're just honestly understanding that this is, you know, not good for our country? Um, thanks a lot. I love your guys' show and keep it up. So, yeah, Bridget's referencing the Christianity Today editorial. Yeah. Right. Where they were like, yeah, get rid of the bastard. Um, I think I think it's interesting. I I think uh, the notion of going of them wanting Pence <laughs> is fascinating. I, I great, you know what I mean? Like I I hate Mike Pence. I think he's yeah. a worthless turd uh, and and a bad politician. But believe me, I think anybody's better than Donald trump absolutely anybody at this point especially now because this is a uh comes from a couple weeks ago yeah right? because it's talking about a show that we had hosted together yeah um and now of course other <laughs> there have been other world events since then yeah um and uh yeah anyone would be better than this but, but i mean yeah. my, <clears throat> mike pence as president I, I at least he'd be a functioning adult yeah, he wouldn't have <clears throat> done what Trump did and blown up a general of yeah. a yeah <laughs> in Iran, or at least he would have he would have cared when someone said, "You know, this will be really bad, right? You know that bad thing there will be consequences, right? That are not like you no, know we're breaking international norms <clears throat> and laws and, and, and people whatnot. and and because of it, lots of people will be hurt that right. don't need to be, yeah." Anyway, uh, yeah, there you go. Who knows? Who knows what's in the heads of, of these people? I I would, if I felt like there was a movement among evangelicals to dump Donald Trump, that would be that would actually amaze me. Yeah, it's, I don't it feel like surface. I don't feel like that's there. In, in the couple of weeks since that editorial came out, it just there was backlash against it. Yeah. All the evangelical leaders surrounded and, and around Trump in support and, yeah. and and shouted down this Christianity Today op-ed, um, which is just too bad. It but. is. The The truth is they really should dump him. Like he he goes against everything they, they are supposed uh, to stand for, but it's not happening. That's yeah, not, that's just that's not the not. case. All right. Um, we have one more voicemail. We do. Uh, this is Donnie from Shasta. He's called in a few times. Yeah, from um, and uh, he's he he he's responding to and referencing this the 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 story that we did about the the family the Christian influencers out in like uh, California Northern California mm. that their daughter died and now they're trying to get her resurrected. Right, they're trying to raise money to get her resurrected. Yeah, exactly. However so, that works. You know how you can pay for a resurrection <laughs> if you have enough money? It's kind of a new thing. It's just, maybe you haven't heard about it's it. It's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's what he has to say. So uh, a couple episodes ago, you did a story on the Bethel Church couple that were trying to raise $100,000 for their daughter's resurrection. And I live 45 minutes from Reading and I end up with the kids from their ministry at my restaurant all the time. Uh, they've tried to lay their hands on one of my uh, servers and uh, heal her ruptured eardrum that she got from an, uh, an ear infection. 
But uh, I'm calling specifically about that couple trying to raise the money. I had some people come to my door uh, here in Mount Shasta and were asking me for funding and if I would join them in a prayer for the daughter's resurrection. At, now, we're a couple weeks out and they're still doing this, which I find utterly bizarre. And I was very kind because it's got to be the most tragic situation in the world. And I just said, no, thank you. I told them that I was an atheist and that I hope that the family can grieve and get past the loss of their daughter, but that they should let them grieve and let this go. And I just thought it was so bizarre that this long afterwards, they're still holding out hope that this resurrection is going to happen. And what a tragedy that this family just can't move on and grieve and are still holding on to hope when this little girl is obviously gone. Anyway, uh, thanks for the show. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, my God. They're going door to door. What is happening? <laughs> what is that? I literally have no idea what's happening right now. Well, like, I mean, that's just crazy talk. It's not easy to raise money for a resurrection. <laughs> no, right. That's a tough sell. Yeah, that's a tough sell. I wish you were. I, I don't know that I would have had the presence of mind to ask, but it, wouldn't it be great if someone came to your door and said, "Hey, we're raising money for for this couple to resurrect their child," to just say, "What do you do with that money? <laughs> How does this work? Just, just walk me through the." <laughs> Just the broad strokes. Just give me the broad strokes of where the money goes and how it ends up being used. It's a test to... of faith. <laughs> right. When you hit the 100,000, God decides, oh, sure. They it's, got it. They did it. Enough did people it. cared. Right. Because that's it's, how I measure love is money. It's like calling for a group prayer. We need all the prayers we can get. <laughs> and then, hopefully blank will happen yeah no i mean it's <laughs> when is any when has any of this ever like obviously it, it never has worked right? right but when do these people think it has ever worked well it's yeah, when you're searching for a comfort yeah talking about there's comfort there's yeah. comfort in community yeah yeah there's comfort in a hundred thousand dollars too <laughs> What are they going to do with it? Okay. I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, anyway, hey. we Take a year off work. <laughs> right? Just every now and then go to the, the kid's graveyard, gra you know, grave and be like, you, you alive yet? No? Oh. Okay. Still there? Okay. Still there? Um, we had some folks uh, give to us. I, I have did. I have a person I I need to give a little quick thanks to uh, Amina. Thank you so much. She's faithful now. Uh, so that's nice. She? Yes, and we hey. also have a new venerable listener. Okay. Nat. Matt. So, Nat. Oh, Nat. With an N. Oh, Nat. As in short for maybe... Don't, look, we don't know. As in short for... Nat. Natural. Nat. Natty Dresser. <laughs> Natty Light? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Nat, thank you so much. Uh, and then, of course, we have our top donor. Our oh. Lord and Savior, Dennis! And what all these kind folk did, Dan, they all went to thankgodimatheist.com, mm -hmm. clicked on the support tab, and followed it off to PayPal or Patreon, joined the movement yes. to help make this show be 
a uh, show. ad-free. Yeah. Well, that's what we're that's what our goals are all based on right now. Yeah. 100% ad-free. We're going to we'll, we'll just get rid of all. We're not there yet. Yeah. We're trying. Thanks guys. Dan. Hey. Okay, Dan. Dan 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 Dan. Dan. Yeah. This story Holy shit! That this that we're using as a springboard, yeah, into our discussion about um, you know clergy <laughs> and yeah. the you, you're the confessional and the, the 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 privacy of a confessional, right? Right. And uh, anyway, uh, a a man, a a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Out in Oregon. Our former church, the one right. in the Mormons. The Mormons. Um, he, he, he did something with an underage person. At least one underage person. At least person. one underage person. Yeah. Sexual uh, acts. Right. Um, and illegal acts. Yeah. I, would, I would hope we, we all understood that. Right, but let's just be let's be clear here. Yes, right. Crim- uh, criminal acts, criminal of, of sexual abuse, acts of sexual abuse. Perfect. Um, and he goes to his uh, church leaders and confesses, which is which is required by uh, by church law. Uh-huh. Yep. And traditionally, as we all know, this just would have been handled. Yeah, right. The Mormons, the Catholic, a lot of lot of groups, not great about. Uh, yeah, you know. we'll, we'll we'll handle oh, it in house. He's a good guy, brother. So and so. Oh no. Oh, but you know what? In general, he's a really good he's guy. Really, he's so dependable. He always shows up when somebody needs to un- needs to move. Yeah, right. When the young women are having an event, he's always been. Oh, Dan. Anywho, he. Uh, Here's the, the 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 plot twist of this story yeah. of this particular story is the Dunn reported him. Yeah. The way they ought to have. Yeah. They protected the victim instead of the criminal. Right. He's arrested. He's tried. He's convicted. He's convicted. Right? Yeah. He did the thing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's his reputation is ruined. He's in jail. As would happen. He's in prison. Right? And now the next plot twist. Plot twist number two is his wife comes around and decides to sue the Mormon Church for ten million dollars. Yeah, because it was unclear to them <laughs> that there was a mandatory reporting right situation. They on didn't. Their they hands. they they don't feel that they were told. <laughs> and this is the way that we used to do this. Uh, we were under the impression that uh, you would protect that he us? was going to get off scot free. Yeah, yeah, oh. and have his little his little conscience and yeah. moral compass scrubbed clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He, would, he was going to feel better about himself. He was, he was going to repent. Yeah, and never do it again unless that and girl wanted to again. He promises. He promises. One hundred percent. Pinky, How dare pink, you, Mormon pinky swear? Follow the law, right? In Oregon, yeah, right? it is a Not law. They have a, a law mandatory, everywhere. They have a mandatory reporting law there. But the law in Oregon, yeah. How dare you follow the law and report him and ruin his life, yeah. ruin his life, right? And not for nothing, 
you know, poor sister so-and-so. Yeah. She has to now deal with this, too. One does wonder. She would probably feel better if she had $10 million. I mean, (laughs) she has to look out for hers. The breadwinner's gone. I, look, there should be insurance. It's probably it's probably not that's what she's looking God. for. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, it's probably it. I'm gonna say it's probably a coincidence that this came right after we all learned that the Mormon Church had a hundred billion dollars just lying around. Sure. sure. Uh, but it does seem salient. It seems <laughs> it seems like a point to be made. But here's the thing. Okay. Uh, what what we really yeah I think it is funny somebody it's so funny because Mormons are so big into their own martyrdom they're mm. huge into their own martyrdom complex yeah and I was reading a thing on you know a local website and the comments section and somebody was like well they're just damned if they do and damned if they don't and I was like okay I'll give you that in this case this one time <laughs> they did the right thing. And then they got, yeah, I'll give it to you once. <laughs> but never again. You won't get, yeah. Because they'll say that no matter what. But right. in this in this case, this is a ridiculous lawsuit. And yeah, uh, and yeah it's very... Uh, but mandatory reporting, uh, yeah. when it works, oh my God, what a great trick. Yeah. You have to tell your priest or your, you know, your, your, your spiritual late leader, or you don't get to go to heaven. Right. So you get your absolution or whatever it's called. Absolution. Absolution. I like absolution. It's not even a word. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And then you have to go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't just owe God. You all, you actually owe society something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, What we're owed is you being off the fucking streets. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're owed. Yeah. You being separated because you need... You, yeah. Because you... You, you done, done did something really bad. You're... Yeah. You did and something horrific. We... And, and, and you're potentially dangerous. And you're not trustworthy yeah. to be in society So anymore. go away for a while and think about it. <laughs> so I do think that it's... uh, Yeah. It, it, it's kind of amazing, but... A lot of people will argue for a space where people can go and actually just talk about. Because here's the here's the question. There is a question here, mm-hmm. which is, would there be less of this type of crime if these if the people who had a penchant for it, who had a, mm-hmm. a tendency toward it, could actually just go and talk to someone without feeling judged or hated or whatever well if you well if if you haven't already committed the crime you already haven't already committed the crime right right then but you know you might have some sort of you know compulsion or whatever toward it right um uh you uh you can you can talk about that yeah and they don't have to report that you have feelings yeah you can go find yourself a fucking therapist and you should. Yeah. Like now yeah, find a therapist. Right. Therapists are great. Yeah. That's what you should find. Talk to your clergy about that. Yeah. If you, if you feel like clergy needs to be involved, talk to your, believe me, talk to, if you have that inclination, talk to whomever you think is going to help. Yeah. I suggest the therapist. Yeah, me too. But, um, but uh, yeah, like 
No, once yeah. once they've done the act, I don't care who they tell. Yeah. That that person has to report. Yeah. Absolutely. A yeah. Crime has been against another human being has been committed. Uh, and a horrific one at that. Yeah. Yeah. And they had they they knew they knew. Yeah. They knew what they were about to do. Yeah. Right? They had processed. They had justified in their head. Right. Or at least they had just given in to. Or they, given they in knew, to. They knew that what they were, were doing was, yeah. was not okay. And I, you know, and I don't know the ins and outs of this kind of stuff. And it's probably, yeah, it's far we're, more we're, complicated. Than you and I are not psychologists or something. No, and it's obviously far more complicated. But like, um, nah, nah. Yeah. I mean, I do, I this will maybe laws like this will have a chilling effect on people actually confessing stuff to priests and and in in that way uh fewer people will get caught i don't know i do think well, the, the, oh, but what, what was happening when they were telling yeah well and it it's sounds, not like they were getting caught yeah and you it's were, not like anything that the priest was offering them was going to keep them right the priest was sitting there going tell me more <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, I'm cold medicine. <laughs> well, it cleared up my sinuses real nice. <laughs> yeah, I just I I mean, okay, so now it, first of all, I'm shocked to learn that not all the states have mandatory reporting yeah. laws. Yeah. Utah being one of the ones that doesn't have a mandatory yeah. reporting law. I wonder, however, there's one that's in the works right now in the Utah uh, mm. legislature, I wonder how this story is going to affect that. God. Will it have it? Will they be able to pass it or not? <laughs> they should be able to pass it. Like I, the church should embrace this. Right. They don't. They shouldn't want to have to be the ones who deal with with this issue. They should want to pass it along to the state when there's you know when they're dealing with a a, a predator in their midst. Yeah. But maybe they don't want, you know what I mean? Maybe they, maybe, you know, it exposes their, their lay clergy to who, who may or may not be doofus enough to conceal something like this. Then they're subject to prosecution. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that, how that's going to play out. That'll be an interesting one to watch. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the, the upshot is that, yeah, the, the priests and, 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 religious leaders are in a really weird and unique position yeah and uh they need to choose to protect the right person yeah well here i mean and i kind of love this little lawsuit because <laughs> no i do i really really do because like i mean if you just think about it so you have clergy who maybe protect you know perps yeah perpetrators right um they're just exposing the church for lawsuits. Yeah. Right. Completely 100% justifiable lawsuits. Yeah. Right. You have uh, clergy that decide to protect uh, children. Children. Right. Victims. The victims. And they report it. And you have a lawsuit. And you have a stupid, awful lawsuit. Yeah. An ugly lawsuit. <laughs> A, an opportunistic weird lawsuit that's it's just it's bad it, it it's so bad yeah i it's 
it's an it's so um uh, like it's unthinkable it's unthinkable that, it's amazing. that they would file this lawsuit uh there the family's lawyer did say that uh this whole thing has been very hard on the family of course it has <laughs> yeah of course it has but whose fault is that yeah exactly not the church or it's or the leaders no no it's definitely i mean yeah blaming the person who who like alerted authorities to your crime yeah mm, maybe maybe you need to look a little inward on that one <laughs> maybe check the mirror real real quick because yeah. uh no it's yeah i'm sure he's a lovely person uh, yeah <laughs> Anyway, uh, there you go. I don't know. I maybe maybe our our listeners have some some lovely insights to add to this. I hope so. Uh, if you do, please don't hesitate to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page facebook.com/tgiatheist and click on the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. Also, there's that uh at TGI Atheist over on Twitter. Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, speaking of the the Facebooks, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Amy and Danny for being uh, moderators at the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thanks to you for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.